Thank you for tuning in to the Can I Be Earnest podcast. And if this is your first time listening, I'd like to welcome you aboard. On this podcast, we'll discuss any and everything from trending topics, sports, old school favorites, my disdain for human beings, and plenty of personal pet peeves. You can find the Can I Be Earnest podcast on most digital platforms. And if you're feeling a bit generous, kindly subscribe and rate the show, preferably five stars. That way we can all grow together. So sit back, prepare to be entertained, and once again, I thank you for listening. We've hit the big 5-0. This is episode 50 of the Can I Be On This Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. I'm feeling refreshed. I just touched down recently from a mini vacation to the Sunshine State. For those of you unfamiliar with state nicknames, that would be Florida. Nice little break. Nice 70, 75 degree temperatures, palm trees, beach, all in my frontal view for a few days. You can read all about it on canibeearnest.com. And since it's the holiday season, I'm feeling a little generous. I even provided some pics on the website. So take a look once you get a chance. But I'm here and I'm somewhat saddened. I won't lie. I mean, listen, anytime you go somewhere where the climate is a bit warmer and the scenery is a lot different than your everyday, you're going to shed a few tears. Unless you already live in that type of environment. But I don't. I'm on the Northeast. I've been stagnant for about nine months and I had to get the hell out of here. But I was a little apprehensive. I know there's a few of you out here who are tough guys and gals and nothing scares you and bullets bounce off your chest like Superman and all that good stuff. But with this recent spike with COVID-19, yeah, I was a little hesitant. I won't lie. Because we fear the unknown. It's just in the nature of human beings. We fear what we don't understand. And none of us truly understand what this this pandemic is. We can believe it or not. We can come up with a million conspiracies. We can find things. We can hate Bill Gates. All that good stuff. But this, I, I guess, disease... I don't know what you want to call this. This illness has has been prevalent for, for nearly a year in this country. Nearly a year. We were locked down for months at a time. Some states have, have gone back to the lockdown. I'm sure that's on the horizon around my way. Either way, we don't know what's going on. People are dying from from COVID-19 related symptoms and this, that, and the third. It's a tough call. But plenty of people were still living their lives accordingly once the restrictions loosened up a bit. I knew a few people who were traveling in recent months, and I told myself, you know what? Maybe I'll give it a shot. I haven't gone anywhere this year. 
I made one beach visit. I took a quick trip to New York late fall. That's it. I've been home. And I needed sun. Sun is good for you. I needed it. I needed to see the ocean. I needed to see the horizon. I needed to put my, my, my toes in the water. And I did just that. And again, the apprehension came from, from fear in the unknown. I hadn't been on a plane in a couple years. I don't have a great track record when it comes to traveling and, and getting back home healthy. Somehow I get sick when traveling because I'm always surrounded by coffers, some some germ-infested moron who just infests the air with, with, with crap. And it just seeps into my pores. And next thing you know, I'm sick for two months. So I was thinking to myself, do I really want to take this chance? Is the reward greater than the risk? Again, haven't been in the airplane in a couple years. Do I want to be 30,000 feet up in closed quarters with a bunch of strangers with this COVID crap running rampant? Who knows if people have been tested? Who knows? And at the 11th hour, I told myself, let's do it. Let's give it a shot. Of course, there was heavy prayer and fingers crossed and, and, and I was prepared on this trip. I mean, I took my whole damn medicine cabinet. You're not going to catch me slipping. No, not no, this time no, around. No. I went to the Dominican Republic two years ago. I had nothing on me. Got sick. The convenience store underneath the, uh, the hotel was selling Theraflu for like $40. No bueno. You're not catching the kids slipping this go around. So I had all my meds for the just in case. And thankfully... I'm feeling good. I had a little case of the sniffles when I got back. I figured that was more so because of the climate. It was 70, 75, 80 over there. And I came back home and it was around 40, 45. So yeah, my nose ran just a little bit, but I'm feeling good. I followed state protocol. I've been quarantining uh, for the past week. I, I think I'm good to go. But not that fast. Because I have to share with you the flight experience. See, leading up to this, not only was I apprehensive about the travel, but I told myself I have to make sure nothing else goes wrong because I haven't been around a lot of people in quite some time. So would I be able to handle a flight, a two and a half hour flight? When I, when I selected my seats, you know, about a month and a half, two months ago, I was being very strategic about it. I was hoping to to find myself seated not too far at the uh, rear of the plane, but I didn't want to be around a lot of passengers. I know a lot of people have a little uh, hesitation with sitting in the back. People like to be in the middle or the front. Just my experience. So I said, let me just look for some seats towards the uh, the end of the uh, the plane, hoping that I can keep a lot of the, the weirdos away from me and, and loud kids. But on this flight, it wasn't even the children. The children on board were well behaved. But of course, only in earnest fashion, I have to be surrounded 
by three amigos. Three idiots. TikTok stars on my left and a woman going through a midlife crisis in front of me. And I had to deal with that for two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Those TikTok stars. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm using air quotes. They were young, early 20s, and they were acting an ass for two and a half hours. And I was hot. Shut up! Here I am sitting down like a choir boy, hands folded, reading uh, a book that I wanted to catch up on. My mask on. I'm wiping things down around me and I'm just sitting tight, hoping for a smooth ride. I want to land safely and enjoy myself. And I have to deal with apparently some 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 punks who are off their meds or something. Taking selfies every five minutes before the flight departed. Every five seconds, smiling and posing and, and dropping things on the floor and clashing my knee and and. The, the, the girl who was sitting near the window is, is, is closing the shade and opening the shade and closing. Listen, man, finding normal people is harder than Chinese math. <laughs> Seriously. No one wants to practice normalcy anymore. I think it's boring. I think people find acting normal boring. But these two buffoons to my left, just too antsy and animated and sit still do we have to take pics every five minutes to record you know before the flight departed i'm sure this is for instagram stories because it was some quick video recordings and and and, and why? why why do we have to do this all the time and don't get me started on the person in front of me who mid to late 40s, I'm assuming, and was just a chatterbox the whole flight. Shut up! I guess she had a friend sitting to her left, and she felt the need to, to move her seat back and forth and clashing against my knee. Listen, ma'am, I'm 6'2", I have long legs. Please be mindful of, 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 of your movement. I tapped on the shoulder politely asked her to, to 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 watch my knee and she gave me a blank stare no sorry no no sympathy shown just kind of like screw you so for two and a half hours i had to put up with that twirling her hair around every five seconds i had every bit of ha hair strand on my leg at the end of the flight i mean her her, her whole scalp was on my leg invading my space putting her hand behind the headrest and and I'm, I'm i'm reading and then i'm looking up and i just see her, her her manicure nails just all over the seat come on lady we're adults here man or are we and before boarding the flight i totally forgot this part they had to check my bag in I've never had my bag checked in. It's been it's been many years, at least. Now, I wasn't the only one, but I thought my bag was at the proper size to go into the overhead. I had I had that bag and I had a uh, my little man purse thingy, my little pouch. Where I kept my phone and my charger and my book and glasses and all that stuff. 
So we're allowed the one personal item and then the, the overhead item. They, they checked my bag in. So I told myself, oh, boy, this isn't going to be fun. I'm, my bag's being checked in. I'm sitting next to jerk offs. This is going to be a tough ride. Thankfully, by the grace of God, everything was fine. I was just saying to myself, you know, knowing me and my luck, I, I, I'll land and and my bag is going to be missing. I, I just I just felt that was going to be the case. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy and all that stuff, but it was I, I pay attention to signs and all these things were happening. The bag check in thing was the first thing. That was strike one. Then I'm looking at the people that I'm seated next to and I said, oh, I'm screwed. The whole trip's ruined. <laughs> but thankfully, I, I asked for patience and they were working my last nerves, but I was fine. We all landed. Kudos to American Airlines for making it a smooth flight. The flight attendants were attentive to all the passengers, making sure everyone had their mask on. Uh, when we left the flight, they were cleaning up the uh, the area pretty well. I mean, they were on point. Soft-spoken pilots, nice landing. We were good. FLA, here I come. Hopped in the Uber, got to my destination, opened up the screen door, and just inhaled that, that South Florida air. I arrived. It felt like home. You know, Tom Brady said it best recently. He said, and I quote, you won't catch me dead living in the Northeast again. Tom, I can't blame you. Can't blame you. There's something different. Now, keep in mind, Tom Brady is a California kid who went to college in Michigan and played in New England for roughly 20 years. So for the last, let's say, 20 plus years of his life, he's been around cold weather. I understand the gripe when you're from a warm climate and you have to adjust. But he's also making, you know, money hand hand over fist. So. Deal with it. Put on your big boy pants and just deal with the uh, the frost, the frigid temps. But I don't blame him. He's with Tampa Bay now. He's loving it. But it just hasn't resonated with me, the cold weather. Being from New York City, being born in the wintertime, I, I, I just I haven't adjusted still. And I understand a lot of people enjoy the seasons. People from uh, warm climates, they typically like seasons because they get the 65, 70, 80, 90 degree weather year round. So they don't really get a chance to see snow. They may have a rainy season. That's about it. They don't get a chance to see the uh, the autumn foliage. But I've seen all this for decades at a time. I don't need to see snow again. There's a Northeaster on the way, apparently. I came back just in the nick of time. 
So snow is going to, you know, rear its ugly head sooner or later. And it's pretty coming down and all that cutesy stuff. But it's it's hell afterwards. It's ugly when it's on the ground and dirty. It's it's rough to drive in. Man, I'm over snow. I love snow growing up, playing tackle football in the playgrounds with, with friends back then. I couldn't wait for a snowstorm. Couldn't wait. But as an adult, eh, I'm good. Give me 70 degrees year round and I'd be happier than the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. 70 degrees year round. Listen, Florida felt great. It wasn't too hot. And when the temperatures did rise, I didn't feel a damn thing because I was on the water. That felt awesome. I'm not really a Florida guy, but but I can see me vacationing there a lot more. Hoping to get a vacation home in the near future. I'm I'm on it. I am on it. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't get out and travel multiple times a year, if it's feasible. Even for a couple of days, you just have to. It cleanses the soul. You just feel like a, a new person. But back to the seasons again. And, and Tom Brady, I, I totally understand. If an opportunity arises, there is no way I live in the Northeast. And the Northeast is beneficial in many ways. It's it's basically you're around everything. It's an I-95 drive. It's it's I-95 goes from Florida all the way to as far as Maine, I believe. Possibly further than that. Maybe to Rhode Island. But but it that's the stretch. So you can live in a Maryland and, and you're only a couple hours away from Philadelphia and a, and a few hours away from New York City and not too far from Virginia Beach, and it's awesome. There's beaches and everything on this on this side of town. You know, on the East Coast, obviously West Coast as well, but I'm, I'm specifically talking East. Everything's here. We have the threat of hurricanes here and there, depending on, on whether you're in the Southeast. Uh, every now and then in the Northeast, we may get something from a hurricane. Uh, you know, just the, the, the after effects. But we don't have to deal with tornadoes too often. It's a it's a good part of the map to be on. But after a while, man, listen, I I can't lie. I I wouldn't be upset if I woke up to 75 and 80 degrees every day and never saw snow again. Never had to put a scarf on again. And I'm just walking around with my hair down with some shorts and some 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 flip flops. That's the life for me. I, I've got to make it happen. I've always had my eyes set on San Diego, uh, West Coast stuff, but but I know, uh, and I listen. I have no ties here anymore. Like I don't, I, I'm not attached to the Northeast. Growing up, it's all you know. Your parents are here. You know, you're just kind of like stuck. You don't know any better. This is home. There's some people from New York City or Philadelphia or or. New Jersey or wherever who can't leave home. I can't leave here. This is home. Okay. I Listen, I've seen it all in New York City. I've lived in three of the five boroughs. I went to school in, the, in a fourth borough. I traveled frequently in the fifth borough. I consider Staten Island the fifth borough. That's like, like we don't think of Staten Island as the first borough. So I know New York City top to bottom. 
So that's why I was able to move and think nothing of it. It's, it's, I don't have an attachment. It's fine. When you're an adult, you hop on a plane and you visit people. If, if it's that serious. So yeah, uh, I, I've got to make it happen. I think at some point I have to make an investment. I have to get a beach home somewhere and I have to live there for a couple months at a time just to break up the monotony. Traveling does wonders. And I've said it before. I've been to England a couple of times. I, I was fortunate to travel to the continent of, of Africa as a teen Canada a couple times. I mean, Canada may not count to some of you guys, but it's it was a big deal to me at the time. Uh, domestically, I've been to a few states. It, there's just no better feeling. Minus the jerk offs on the plane. And thankfully, with mask, you know, right now, those coughs are, are, are concealed. Those sneezes, those open sneezes are concealed. They're going right back into your system, clown. For all you guys who enjoy open sneezes and coughing, it's going right back to you. You don't have to. You're not spreading it anymore. Thankfully, maybe we'll, we'll you know wear masks forever. Who knows? Now I will say this: on the flight back, yeah, there was a cougher right behind me. How did I forget? <laughs> because every time he coughed, I looked back, and I had to think. You know what? He has a mask on, bro. Just relax. But I, I just didn't trust it enough. I felt like the cough was going to escape through a hole in his mask and just into my pores. Yeah, I'm extra like that. You know why? Because I have the worst immune system. So, yeah, I have to be somewhat germophobic. I don't like germs. Am I washing my hands religiously? No. I mean, it's not that serious. Am I rubbing my hand with, with sanitizer every five seconds? Absolutely not. In fact, that's not good for you. But you have to be mindful of certain things when, when things don't go well for you typically. So, yeah, he's coughing and I'm looking back. He's getting the stink eye. <laughs> but thankfully, like I said, great trip. Enjoyed myself. Hopefully, you know, uh, I can do it again uh, next year. 2021 is right around the corner. I guess good riddance to 2020. But yes, 2021 is around the corner. I got that trip out of my system. I'm back. I feel good. And uh, that's the most important part. And some sad news to report. We lost Tiny Lister Jr., uh, better known as Debo, from the Friday movies with Chris Tucker and Ice Cube at the age of 62. And it appears there were some COVID-19 related symptoms, uh, I guess, that triggered whatever condition he was going through. Um, but 62, man, just way too young. Uh, again, he he's known mainly for his 
his role as Debo in, in Friday. Uh, Friday was, man, that movie is 25 years old. I can't believe it. 25 years old. But uh, for a dude like me, Tiny Lister will be remembered from two things. One would be Armed and Dangerous, a movie uh, that he was casted in with John Candy and Eugene Levy, mid to late 80s. One of my favorite movies. I watch it at least once, twice a year. A little comedy flick. But Tiny Lister Jr. had a, a look to him that fit Hollywood. I mean, this man has been in Hollywood for 35, 40 years. His look was was always the thing that that captured us. Uh, he was a big guy. He was he was muscular. He was weight. He was muscular in the Armed and Dangerous movie. I mean, he was pumping iron in the movie. Uh, one of my early inspirations for working out. Lie to you not. This guy was always in shape, uh, but he had an intimidating look to him. Big guy, mean. Uh, so he 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 served a purpose. During those early 80s movies, um, he was usually in in movies playing the same character, you know, just a bully type figure. So Friday wasn't the first time he played a bully. He was always like this, this menacing, menacing looking guy. But Armed and Dangerous was one. And then there was No Holds Barred, a movie he starred in with, with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan! Um, but yeah, that, that was a movie where he, uh, Hey, listen, it wasn't any blockbuster hit. You know, it it has a strong cult following, especially for wrestling fans like myself coming up. So you're only really going to watch that movie and and enjoy it. If you're a wrestling fan, um, but he had a little rivalry with Hogan in the movie. And the funny thing is it actually transcended into real life with the WWF uh, where they had a little feud for a few months. Uh, he wasn't the greatest wrestler of the world, but he was intimidating. I, I remember watching Zeus. Oh, and he was known as Zeus in the WWF days. And I remember watching him as a, as a, as a kid and just saying to myself, yo, this dude is, is, it's fierce. Like I, I would hate to be in a dark alley with this guy. Uh, he was, I believe, semi-cross-eyed. Like one of his eyes were, were, were cross-eyed, and he had zigzag parts in his on the side of his head. And again, muscular and, and mean, and always pounding his chest. Coming up, think this is real. Like, sheesh, who's this dude? But I'm sure to his family and loved ones, he was he was a, a teddy bear. And that's a, that's a sad one, man. That's a sad one. Again, 62. I didn't follow him enough to know if there was anything going on, if he was ill over the years. Uh, He's been kind of like out of the spotlight Um, and not to shift gears, but you know, we just lost Alex Trebek recently. Um, I mean, people are just dropping like flies and it's, I know it's inevitable. It's a part of life. I get it. A lot of people are, are glass half full types when it comes to death and, and they see the positive in it and, they, they consider it a transition and things of that nature, but it still hurts. It's still tough to, to bear. Um, you know, again, I don't know any of these celebrities, but when they, they become a part of you uh, through pop culture, you, know, you see these people on television for years at a time. I mean, look at it. We're, we're in the middle of December 
January is around the corner. We're we're approaching one year from uh, Kobe Bryant's death. One year next month. Time flies, you know, um, and that's why it's imperative that we just tell loved ones. We, we share our love with them. We tell them we love them. We appreciate them. I, I recently told a friend how much I appreciated them uh, because I don't think I've ever done it before. And I just felt it was necessary. Um, time is short and people come and go in our lives. I, I can name a, a, a shitload of people who I no longer speak to for whatever reason. But just five years ago, you know, we've removed ourselves from one another. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, there's some people that are, are longstanding and those are the ones you want to reach out to and just listen, I appreciate you because things can happen. We can all go. I mean, just like that, there's no time set, none of that stuff. You just don't know. Uh, and I'm not the biggest mush. I don't really pretend to, to, to be, to be honest. Um, but, you know, that love word is very sketchy has a lot of meaning to me. So throwing love around all day, every day isn't cute, but in some fashion, it should be done. However you do it, showing your appreciation to, to friends and loved ones. Cause again, once we go, that's that lights out and not to get all sentimental, but I have talks about this all the time, you know, at home, like, my grandmother has been gone for over a year. And sometimes you say to yourself, oh, man, if I could just hear her laugh, if I could just crack a joke real quick and hear her laugh again. Or, you know, we would snap on one another, her and I. I I'd pick up the phone and call a big head and, and she'd crack a joke on me and, you know, no harm, no foul. And it was just, it, it was gone just like that. After years of doing that. You know, asking if she's watching the game and and just like that, gone. Can't do it again. So that's why it's important. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know if I've felt this way in years past, but I feel it each day that that goes by the, the importance of sharing how much you care to to a friend, to a loved one, whomever. So I love everyone. I love everyone. <laughs> Eh, well, maybe except for one or two people who shall remain nameless. But other than that, I love everybody. Um, Yeah, so, you know, 2021, right around the corner. We'll see you on the other side. Uh, I think there might be one more episode before the end of the year. But if not, uh, we'll certainly release it at the top of the year. And um, everybody enjoy the holiday season. Uh, don't overspend Try not to overspend. Don't 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 go in debt trying to impress friends and loved ones. It's so not that serious. It's not. Buy some stock. How about that? And I, I, I know a few people who just overdo it Christmas time. They start their shopping in like September. Fifty five thousand gifts and just I, I'm not trying to tell people how to live their lives, but just fall back. I mean, I know money is just money. It's it's not a big deal. If you have it and you want to spend it, go for it. But don't 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 go broke trying to be, you know, parent of the year or spouse of the year. 
That's all. Uh, that's all I got to say. You can call me a hater if you want to. Um, it is what it is. Hater. <laughs> all right. Until next time.